0: Hello everyone, I'm Hazel Stapp, and
1: I'm Theron Stapp,
0: and you're listening
1: to Leap Us Alone. This week we are talking about Shannon McGuire's
0: Discount Armageddon, and we are drinking Bigelow Earl Grey tea with milk and sugar in it. Huzzah!
1: Um, so do we want to start with the bad news or do we
0: just want to talk about the book? Uh, let's just talk about it, I think. Okay. There's so, no bad news. Don't worry about it, listeners. Okay,
1: so this book was recommended by somebody on Twitter named Meredith. I'm not sure who, because I didn't write down their actual name, their Twitter handle. So I'm sorry, Meredith, that I didn't do that.
0: Yes, we apologize. And also, you probably... <laughs> tweeted that to us on the leave us alone twitter which no longer exists so do you have anything that you're particularly fond of talking about uh do you want to talk about clothing sure we can talk about clothing
1: so when i started reading this it described her clothing and i looked at the cover and i was like i am very dissatisfied with this cover Um, because it described her in, um, a short skirt, but long enough to hide a garter with a a knife in it. Um, and a bustier that she had seven knives hidden in Mm -hmm. and the cover of the book, she is wearing a plaid Mm -hmm. skirt with a midriff bearing top. And I was like, well, that's dumb, but then she got to work. And this is her work
0: uniform. Her work uniform. (laughs) She works at a strip club with a very stupid name. I like puns, but it's a very stupid name for a strip club.
1: Well, I think that typically cryptids enjoy wordplay. I don't remember her name. Verity. We're talking about Verity and
0: her Work is called Fish and Strips.
1: Yes, Fish and Strips. I kind of like it.
0: All right. Um,
1: I like the idea of a bogeyman existing and being like, I'm going to name my business Fish and Strips.
0: It's an obvious play on fish and chips. Yes. And I think this is supposed to, where does it take place? New York. New York. Okay. She's not from New York. She's from across the country. But for some reason, I got British vibes every now and then. But that's not what it is at all.
1: Well, the um, names are pretty British. I th- I, we're not far enough into it. I get the impression that it's possible that the family is British, but that she has spent a lot of time in Portland, Oregon. But right now, she is in New York City.
0: I don't like the fish and strips thing, though. It seems like, why would you call a gentleman's club fish and strips? That's a little weird. Because they serve fish. Hmm. Do they?
1: Yeah, she's a she's a she's not a stripper. She's a waitress, yes. and she brings people their drinks. And like, I'm pretty sure that she's handing somebody a big basket of calamari.
0: Oh, okay. I don't remember that. So I thought that the clothing choice for the cover image was reasonable for what she was wearing at the club. Yes. Um, not at the strip club. The other club. The original club? Yes, because I thought it was close enough for a uh, general.
1: You cannot hide imaging. seven blades in a crop top!
0: <laughs> Alright. Of course, she did say that. Uh, no, she was trying to hide a gun or a knife or whatever so she couldn't wear her micro mini skirt, which is what she would normally wear. Yes.
1: I'm not going to be able to find it. Yeah, that
0: would be too much work.
1: Um, so. Anyway, the reason that I asked is because clothes are very important in the book, as far as we've seen. that A lot of time is spent in describing what the characters are wearing and what they look like. Um, There are even, there's like this strange, I think I'm going to use the word, cousin of mice. uh, And their clothing, or accoutrements anyway, Mm -hmm. are described as well. Uh, I think that it's possible that the reason I'm not really enjoying the novel is because it's a very visual thing,
0: and I am not. It could be. Um, The novel itself is very uh, Buffy-esque.
1: It is. It's sort of like if you skipped all of the bullshit at the beginning of Buffy where her mom isn't allowed to know that she's the Slayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it kind of turns it on its head because... uh, the family is a group of monster hunters and cryptozoologists generally. And they want all of their children to know the family business. Uh, and Verity is like, but I want to be a ballroom dancer. Yes. So it's kind of
0: the opposite. Yeah, I was kind of wondering, because it's like Verity wants to be a ballroom dancer. So why is she even in this club trying to hunt down this... Uh, What was it? Ghoul. A ghoul, yes. Why is she even in this club trying to hunt down this ghoul? But um, she is indecided in her uh, career prospects, whether she wants to be a ballroom dancer or she wants to be a uh, cryptozoologist.
1: And I think that her reasoning is is pretty well explained because her family is famous and so they all need to know how to do it because a monster who wants to kill a price isn't going to take like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I'm a librarian as a... An answer to that. Yes.
0: Mmm, <laughs> tea. Hmm. I should get mine going. So, how do you feel about the sexualization of women in this book?
1: <sighs> um, I think it's overdone.
0: Hmm. I guess I spilled some tea.
1: I... Uh, Have Never Seen You Not Spill Tea.
0: I am quite surprised.
1: Okay. uh, So, I mean, it's written by a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think that basically it is about trying to show the sexuality in a positive way. But I don't think that it really works out like that. Yes, it
0: doesn't really come off like that. I can kind of see what you're saying. Like, this is a powerful woman. And she enjoys sex, and she enjoys uh, clothing that would normally be considered to be slutty. Um, As far as dancing clothes go, I don't know what her everyday attire is really like. She's not overly fond of her work outfit. Right. But it doesn't really come off like that. It's just like, oh, she's this sexy badass. Yeah. And she's there. And she's hot for the male gaze. And it just... It's not great in that light, I don't think.
1: It doesn't bother me. So maybe you're just sensitive to it or something. Maybe uh, It's not... The same thing bothers me, but it's not the over-sexualized of it. It's the over-everything. <laughs> yes, it's, that it's, is also it's a big issue. It's just everything in it is too much. It's too fast. It's too bright. It's too extreme. Like, she jumps out of windows without you being, getting an explanation as to why. And, um, it's not my kind of book.
0: Yeah. As as some people say, it's very, very...
1: Yeah. It's like an action movie, but not the kind that I would enjoy.
0: Yeah, it's like a very fast-paced, action-y kind of... You know, really seems like a series. Very much like, very much like Buffy. It seems like it's very much in that vein. Much more focused on the action, and there's just so much. Cryptids are absolutely everywhere. They seem to make up half the population of Manhattan.
1: Well, I do think that that's because of the circle she runs in. But yes,
0: she purposely came to this strip club because it is a cryptid-friendly place. And cryptids work there, and she felt that she could work there fairly openly, without issue. And still have time to go around uh, taking out harmful cryptids that were also in the area. But also, um, she is famous as in another guise as a dancer. She was on this uh, dancing...
1: Reality TV show.
0: Yes. Yeah. As you've seen on TV. And she came in second. And half the dancers <laughs> there were cryptids. Or three, which is still mm-hmm. pretty decent amount. And I think two of the judges were? I think, Or something yes. like that? And so it's just like cryptids are everywhere. And... You get cryptids and weird things. Bam, 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 bam. And the pacing of that is just... The pacing not is off. Yeah.
1: Um, I think...
0: It's just like cramming every single monster that I can think of into as little space as possible. Yeah. Like, we've just read the first four chapters, and we have... A Medusa and some kind of dragon princess person and a ghoul and like bogeyman. Um, bogeyman, there's some multiple kind... bogeyman. Mm. There's some I kind did
1: of... really enjoy the thing where bogeyman, like human, is the gender neutral yeah, term. But like there were there were good things scattered throughout it mm-hmm. that I, I understand why people like this writing style, but it's not for me.
0: Yeah, and there was a uh, a strange a cryptid that she was hunting down, an ahu, I believe it's called. Yeah, uh, what else? There were the weird uh fairy mice. Mm-hmm. Um, the place where she's renting an apartment from is rented by a couple of Sasquatches. Yes, and there's another one somewhere that I'm forgetting. There's a lot, a lot packed in here,
1: yeah, and. There's like, obviously it will be explained later in the book, but I'm never going to get there. <laughs> uh, of There's this organization that controls cryptids called the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the prices are like an alternate. They separated from the Covenant generations ago. Do you think I have it wrong?
0: No, I was just making sure. Yes. So the Covenant is kind of a separate entity it seems like, based on the back cover, that it was just another family, like the Prices. But it's not. It's a big yeah. organization. It's a
1: big organization. Basically, I, it very much makes me think of the... Oh, what were they called? The Italian vampires in the Twilight series. Mm-hmm. Like, they come in and they have a scorched earth way of dealing with issues. Yes. Uh, whereas the Prices are like, we're not going to kill innocent cryptids. Mm-hmm. Because... Obviously cryptids are a huge part of
0: the populace. Yes. Uh Covenant is all about from what from Verity's point of view are about coming in and killing all the cryptids whatever they're doing. Yeah. And uh Verity's family is about helping cryptids like her mother is basically the only cryptid doctor. Doctor. Yeah. And her family gives uh, bad cryptids warnings, like, you go away. Stop eating humans. Stop eating people. And you won't have to deal with me again. (laughs) And if they come back, then they'll kill them. Yeah. But they give them a chance first. And that's pretty cool. And it sets up a dichotomy and apparently a romance based on the back of the book. (laughs) <laughs> um, between her and a covenant boy but we haven't gotten there yet and you're not going to and i might we'll see i'm going to try reading some more of this
1: yeah um i under normal circumstances i would not have a problem reading this book it's 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 a quick thing um it's interesting it's a new experience but based on how little reading that I get to do, I'm not going to waste it on something that I'm not thoroughly enjoying. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of a, a difference between me and Hazel that will probably come up again. Hazel finishes everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I so always give a book a chance, but I will drop it pretty readily if I am not enjoying it.
0: Everything except Moby Dick. There are a few others that I haven't finished.
1: Hazel is the kind of girl who has read the complete Burton translation of 1001 Arabian Nights. Woo! It took me forever, though. <laughs> well, it's it's 20
0: volumes or something. Yeah, and I'm finished with all 1001 Nights, but I still need to finish his essays. So that's Hazel, uh, and not me. <laughs> Also there are additional volumes in the story that are like separate <laughs> Arabian tales that aren't part of the nights. have mm-hmm. Haven't touched those yet, and I probably won't for some time if I ever do. Yeah. But still. Yeah. So, um we don't like this book basically. It's not our cup of tea.
1: Right. So, back to it though. Okay. Something I that I definitely something else. Something that I definitely did enjoy about it was the mice. Yes. Uh, There are these mice that follow... They talk. They're fairy mice or something. Um, I think Aislinn mice is what they're called. Mm. And they worship the Price family as gods uh, in a very interesting way. (laughs) And apparently they have these big festivals all the time. And there's a... I don't remember the word she uses. There's a group of them living in Verity's apartment with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they are... Uh, in the scene that we see them, they are celebrating the day that her grandparents got together. Yes. (laughs) Which I think is very sweet. Uh, And I think the way that they're described is cool. um, And I like them in a a general way. Uh, I think that exploring that would be interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mice are pretty cool. They're my favorite part of this book. Um, I think mostly it's just A world I'm not really interested in. Yeah. Like, I'm not interested in cityscapes. I'm not really interested in cryptids. A lot of the monsters here are things I would be interested in. Like, a lot of them are very fantasy-based creatures. Mm -hmm. But I'm not interested in cryptids generally. I'm not really interested in this type of story that we've got going on here so far. See, I'm very interested in cryptids but
1: it's the way that they're being used in this world is not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I, I think probably much more than you. I'm loving the amnesty arc of the adventure zone, uh, because I like, I like a fantasy setting that is modern. Um, and people who are living everyday lives that are recognizable, dealing with magical creatures. Um, but maybe it's just because it's urban. Maybe.
0: I don't really like urban settings very much.
1: I, I think that it's just going too hard with urban in every sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she works at a strip club. And uh, she used her connection to get somehow a Greenwich Village apartment for $600 a month. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I can't. It's not me.
0: Yeah i um, not keen on the setting or the world building on this one, really.
1: And I think that if it was paced differently, I could get into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I feel like there are these sequences where she's running over the rooftops. If it was being described better or at all, rather than just like, I've thrown this idea out and now you have to run with it on your
0: own. I like that we did learn that she just really likes the running thing.
1: Yeah, she likes free running. I like that a lot.
0: So yeah, like I think we said, it's very Buffy esque, and you like Buffy. I loved Buffy. Yeah, you really loved Buffy, and I enjoy it well enough. It's I don't think
1: that you've seen you. I, I had just watched it when we started watching it together, and I don't think you've gotten to any of the really good parts of Buffy, other than you've seen the musical episode. Hmm. <laughs>
0: Anyway, Buffy's fine, but... Yeah.
1: You really don't like modern settings, though. I
0: don't. Not really. Sometimes they can be really good, but overall I don't really. Which is interesting because Interference is a modern setting on half of it.
1: More than half of it, really, if, if you're picturing Geneva's Chell the way that I am. Yeah. Because it's very arcano-industrial.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very modern setting for me. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say? Oh, right. we got to figure out if there's anything else I want to say or you want to say. I mean, this could be a short one because the last one was really long.
1: Yeah. No, no. Being short is fine because we've only read four chapters and we weren't really into it. Mm-hmm. And not that much happened.
0: Uh, sexualization thing. Um, I have a comment about the weird age gap in the family tree, which I'll probably learn about. Yeah. Eventually.
1: That'll be interesting. Yeah. So. so I think that maybe in our next episode what we'll do is... If you have finished it, mm-hmm. you can sort of report back on the things that we talked about being interested in figuring out. Uh, and then we'll talk about our next book, which is the next Gene Johnson,
0: uh, Sons of Destiny, uh, The Master. Sure sounds good. I can do a little wrap up of this until my final thoughts or whatever. Yeah. Cool. So if you want to read along next week, we will be reading The Master by Gene Johnson. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The OrcZone or via email at Leafusalone.cast at gmail.com if you want to talk books or tea or anything. This show is an OrcZone production. If you
1: are interested in supporting it or more likely in supporting one of our other shows, there are links in the show notes where you can find our Patreon or our Tea Public store.
0: You can find info about pretty much anything we do at OrcZone.com.
1: Finally, I would like to thank the Freak Fandango Orchestra for the use of their song Hitman's Love Song as our theme. You can and should download their music at freakfandango.fandcamp.com Oh, the team is good.